0: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, Podcast 210. It is the uh, Friday, April 6th edition of the show. Uh, Today's show, as always, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the online sports book of your dreams. They have the best online odds, best way to play. It's the easiest sports book online. Go check it out. You can put your bets down on the Masters right now. You can put your bets in for UFC 223, which is happening uh, tomorrow night at the Barclays Center, Saturday night in uh, in New York City. Uh, you use the code WCE50, and you're going to get a 50% deposit bonus. What that means is you put in $100, you're getting $50 back. You put in $200, you're getting $100 back. They're giving you money. So all you got to do is sign up with that code, WCE50 at mybookie.ag. Go check it out today. Go sign up. If you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and press that little share button. And if you are listening for the first time and you have not already subscribed, go subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, all your favorite podcast apps. So uh, on today's show, we are going to be discussing Conor McGregor, which we did not think was going to be a story when we were discussing our, our topics yesterday, but Conor McGregor attacked some vehicles carrying UFC fighters yesterday. We're going to talk about what the hell is going on there. Penny Hardaway has hired Mike Miller to his staff. We're going to discuss what that means and whether or not Larry Brown is coming in next. Uh, ESPN's new program, Get Up, is tanking incredibly hard. Chris, you are a businessman. I want to get your opinion on what to do when something fails right out of the gate. Uh, next up, we're going to talk SEC spring football. Not much on that, just kind of give you a viewing guide of what to expect. We are you know, football-based. We like to discuss all sports, but we do have some football going on this weekend. We're going to talk the Villanova change college basketball. We won't spend long on that. And then the Masters, we're going to end on that. Uh, there's a lot going on with the Masters. There's always storylines with that always storylines, so we will discuss that. Uh, Chris, a quick mention. We're not going to get in deep on it, but the Celtics lost Kyrie Irving for the year. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, it's just one of those years of in- injuries. Well, you know,
1: Kyrie played 60 games, and uh, Gordon played five minutes. So yeah. our two best play- – here's, here's what it tells me. Uh, Brad Stevens is the greatest coach in basketball history right now. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Maybe not in history, but but in the game today, there's nobody close. If you tell me in a in a season where you you get you know only so many games out of your best player and five minutes out of your second best player, and and they're still you know winning the, the, the top amount two of games seed. they're winning, yeah, that yeah, it, it's just pretty impressive. Now. What does that mean for the playoffs? No, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're done. It's over. The East is pretty wide open, and uh, and I don't see without those two guys. I mean, it would take some some pretty Brad Stevens wizardry to uh to try
0: to to try <laughs> to get through a round or two of this 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 playoffs in the East. So I agree with you. All right, uh, as always, the show is brought to you by WinningCuresEverything.com. Uh, get the latest news and updates and whatnot. And great stories on the website. Make sure and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winning cures everything. Uh, we are on Twitter at winning cures. You can follow our personal accounts on Twitter at Gary WCE is myself. Chris, you are at? At Chris B. Giannini. There you go. I can say it for you, but I love That's hearing you right. say it. So, That's all. <laughs> all right. So, yesterday when I was getting our topics together for the show, uh, I honestly thought we would open the show on any number of topics, Mike Miller, uh, you know, football, masters, whatever. And and then Conor McGregor and his entourage uh, storm into the Barclays Center in New York after the press conference for Saturday's UFC 223. They attack the two fighter vans uh, that are getting ready to leave the arena. McGregor tries to throw like a guardrail. He, uh, he threw a dolly that actually like smashed a windshield Cut open the head of fighter Michael Chiesa. Uh, look, initially nobody and there's, a, and there's another
1: he, fighter I forgot his name. That, yeah, had, that it, it, it it had a corneal cornea. abrasion.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to have to have surgery on his cornea. Yeah. I mean, this is this is crazy stuff, man. Um, now, initially, nobody knew why they came in to attack because it, you know, it, 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 two fighters getting into uh, uh, an altercation doesn't really make a bunch of news unless you are keyed into UFC. No, I watch this stuff all the time, so I I kind of had an idea, but uh, look, the deal was uh, the Russian fighter that's headlining, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Nurmagomedov. I always just call him Habib. <laughs> like you, you can't say that last name, Nurmagomedov. Yep. Uh, he's fighting Max Holloway for Connor's UFC lightweight belt. Um, it was supposed to be Tony Ferguson. He pulled out with an injury last week. Uh, But anyway, Habib and his crew, they had an altercation with with Artem LeBeouf, one of Conor's training teammates, and it got so bad that UFC had to actually move him to a different hotel for Artem's safety. Uh, Truth is, look, we we can talk about whether it's real or not. I went ahead and put money down on on Habib for this weekend. I thought he was going to win anyway. This is a super violent, ruthless dude. Uh, So I thought he was going to win anyway, but now it just confirms to me that he's going to win because you are going to get a McGregor-Habib fight out of this. Look, Dana White called McGregor's actions disgusting and criminal, and he said there's no place for it in the UFC. Um, But truth be told, this is the most interesting interesting thing that's happened in UFC since November of 2016. Uh they have No, but that's, uh, that's okay.
1: I'm I'm going to stop but I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you. Okay? Gary. Go ahead. Cuz that's just that's just that's just wrong. Just just because something is newsworthy, it's not interesting. I mean, this is criminal. This is violent. This is thug-like mentality. Let's call it what okay. it is. Okay? It's absolutely it's still- because we because we like Connor, we we justify it and we defend it a little more than we probably should. But but this is thug like mentality. He gathered about thirty goons and he went and attacked a bus because one of his buddies got punked. Come on, dude. This stuff happens all the time. Your buddy's a UFC fighter. He can take his own. He can handle himself. This is and let USC handle it. But but the well, look, way it, Connor reacted is absolutely ridiculous and it's not interesting. That's interesting the way it would be if somebody, you know, came into a restaurant and just started beating the shit out of another guy. Like it's not okay, it's not appropriate. No, it's it's, not I'm not saying
0: it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay.
1: But just I'm because saying- it makes a headline doesn't mean this is the kind of headline UFC wants. Dana White has made it clear throughout his history of running the UFC he would rather be bland but professional than turn into
0: wrestling. He's never done a stunt like this before. And I don't think it's him doing this stunt. I think McGregor was going to do this, right? So it it starts out, he was already fired up anyway, because uh, yesterday morning McGregor sends out this tweet that is discussing, like, uh you'll take like you're not taking my belt you'll strip nothing you know you'll you'll do whatever he says all the time but um, why won't Connor fight that's the biggest problem we're going on 2 years of him not fighting well you don't let, get let's say the this. champ and, and not that. fight but but what fight is worth it for him right now that does not it's irrelevant see, at this you're point the champ
1: see that's the difference you don't get to call yourself the champ and say well there's nobody big enough for me to fight so i'm just going to keep the belt forever that's agreed. bull crap that's bullcrap. Now, if you want to be rich and famous and not fight, then you're right. That's fine.
0: But you got to give up the titles. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm with you. Uh, however, I do think that this does work in UFC's advantage, and and I, I would love for you to argue with me on this because this established a rivalry between the two biggest names in UFC right now. Uh, Habib I'll, I'll tell you has this, an it underground following.
1: Me. It- it would, it would not shock me if Dana White doesn't allow them to fight. If, if when Dana stretches this strips this, if Dana makes Conor come back and fight a couple of fights before he gets in the ring.
0: Oh, the I don't know if I believe that whatsoever. It but just wouldn't shock me. Way too much money. But way mean, too much money. Dana's
1: not worried about the money, though. He's never been the guy that followed the money. All he does is put good fights out there. And and he tries. Did you not to do the best. see
0: him involved with, with the McGregor Mayweather fight? Well,
1: yeah, what do you mean I mean he's but that's, not involved in the money, but that's because that's his guy. He owns Look, I, the rights to him. Just because, agreed. Just because he was involved in the fights, he has a legal right to that money.
0: Okay, I, okay. And he's I'm got not a legal saying he right doesn't want money. money.
1: I'm saying what I'm telling Look, you is he's not going to just knuckle under because Conor's a payday. Conor's a cash cow. It,
0: I find if, it incredibly. If Habib turns interesting. into a cash cow, it's over. He'll he'll, I, he'll make him and he'll move on. I find it incredibly interesting that all of this happens right when the UFC's T V contracts are up for bid. Okay? They thought when they sold to William Morris agent or William Morris Endeavors for four billion dollars back in twenty sixteen, when they sold for that, they expected in the summer of twenty eighteen to get four hundred million dollars from Fox or whoever right so there was they, they expected everybody to bet on it ESPN Fox you know Disney whatever, whoever they expected 400 million their deal right now is worth 160 million dollars they might get 180 from Fox right now because there is no interest in the sport aside from the diehards that's not enough to get you 400 million dollars a year this is going to play to their advantage you gotta have storylines. You gotta have some. That's where WWE has the advantage, right? They can write whatever story they because want because they get to write UFC. it. It's fake. You right. got writers. I understand that. UFC is completely out in the open. And look, I don't expect anything better from Conor McGregor. He is a thug. That's what he is. That's why everybody loves him because he's off the cuff. He says whatever he wants to, and people flock to it all the time. I'm all in on. It. Uh, no, but, but look, here's what you don't is understand is
1: there's going to be there's going to be legal recourse for this. Yes, he's not he will just get sued going, by the two
0: fighters. Oh, he, no, but look, I, he's gonna, will, he's also going to
1: have felony charges on him for assault and battery and uh, all these he's other things. He's going to plea
0: those down. You know, it, it, look, the only felony is a criminal mischief charge, and he will plea that down to nothing. He'll pay some fines, and he will be sued by these guys, and he'll end up settling out of court. Because he didn't intend for those guys to get hurt. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Hang on. Do you I'm you, with you think? Hey, but everybody in UFC
1: is broke. Nobody makes a lot of money. None of these fighters make money. Okay, they're not boxers okay. like back in the day. They just saw him get a hundred million dollars. You think they're going to settle for some chump change? No, they're going to put their hands out and they're going to say, "No, sir, we're not settling until we get what we want, and we want a lot because you have the most." Okay, Connor. Connor messed up. Connor they're not going to take everything that he's got. I no, mean they're not going to take everything he's got, but they're going to take a hell of a lot more than some some small time settlement. I'll assure you well, of that.
0: I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be a small time settlement. I think he'll settle, but it, it'll be big money. It's going to hurt. It'll be real big money. It's going to hurt, and hurt. then he's going to have to get back in the ring because he's going to be broke because he runs around
1: with this big ass entourage all the time, and we've seen fighter after fighter go broke because speaking all they do of is that, piss
0: all this money away. Look, speaking of that. Did did you hear Dana say that he flew 20 of his guys on a private jet from yeah. Dublin over here for this? Yeah, because he wouldn't storm that building by himself. Well, no, of course not. But Habib wasn't going to you know, talk trash to that Artem guy either. Like, not without his
1: crew around. No, but the... those things happen in fights all the time man you've got these fighters that all stay close together they're all dana white put this out perfectly on get up this morning he all these fighters they 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 stay close together in the same hotels they're all trying to cut weight and they're all super on edge and they're ready to snap at any moment so altercations like what happened that started this whole thing happen all the time. You normally don't hear about it
0: and you wouldn't have heard about this had Connor not flipped the hell out. And another part of this is the fact that Habib has been absolutely trashing Connor McGregor in the press. That's yeah, he wants to, to fight him. Yeah, of course he does. It's a payday what is No no right? no 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 no
1: no 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 hundred percent. But that's not why he's No? Tra- Dude, this dude's a fighter from Russia, man. He don't give a crap. He wants, no, to beat up, he wants to beat up Conor McGregor, okay? Yes. And the fact and that could. Conor won't fight him, hadn't fought him in two
0: years, he's been ducking him. No, uh-uh. Well, no, at this point, like, he's actually worth a name. So, like, it, there, there's a difference, right? But if you hold the belt,
1: you don't get to say, you don't get to big league everybody and say, you're not big enough for me to fight. No, at some point in time, you have to, you have to fight people to, to maintain your belt.
0: To I, I agree with you, but how, Look, it, it, the Dana White built this monster, right? He allowed right. this to go on. So, and now that he's finally putting his foot down, maybe we'll actually get something done, and we can establish some more fighters with a little charisma, with a little whatever. Look, Habib is great in the ring, right? In the octagon. Well, the
1: problem with him is he doesn't speak English, and that's not going right. to help get a following in America. Because exactly. you, now he's got won't a huge be as charismatic. Following. He could yeah. be an unbelievable fighter, and it would be awesome to watch. But if we can't hear him talk and give
0: interviews, then it's just not the same. Yeah, he's he's got to work on, on that aspect of it because he can be a star. Like, he already is a star, yeah. but he's not worth what uh, what guys like McGregor are. No, well, no, because he can't. 90% of what makes McGregor so
1: great is his his mouth. Yeah, oh, 100%. And this I mean, guy I, we're
0: talking 99% of it. Yeah, and this guy doesn't have a mouth. And so, yeah. you know. He's he's the scary Russian villain that sits over in the corner and takes out everybody, right? That's like right. That's that's what he does. So, uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I, Habib is going to destroy Max Holloway. Holloway had to come up a weight class for this fight. Um, yeah. But it it immediately makes UFC 223 that much more interesting, even though you've lost you know three fights out of the deal. But you hang uh, you
1: know, on, so you you talk about how this the you know. UFC is going through this downturn and it's slow and it's dead. They did the same thing every time they lose a big superstar for retirement or they get older. This thing kind of happens and then somebody comes up from the ranks and they're they're fine for a couple of years and then they, they rarely have three or four stars at once. But this is nothing new to Dana. Okay, it just it just so happened that it happened
0: now. So I don't think he's. You, you and I have been discussing this for for over a year now. How they need McGregor, right? This is how bad they need some kind of a superstar in this organization. They're bringing Brock Lesnar back, okay? Like after WrestleMania, which you can go on and write that down if if you can get bets anywhere, mybookie.ag or wherever uh, on WrestleMania, go on and put it down that Roman Reigns will end up beating Brock Lesnar to take the uh, the title because Lesnar is leaving WWE. And he's going back to UFC. And yep. look, it, it bothers me that the the level of uh, outrage that Dana White throws in for McGregor over this stuff. Like, I get it. He hurt fighters and all this kind of stuff. But my God, you're bringing in a guy that that caught like he was caught doping the last time you brought him in. Like he, and then he goes right back to WWE. And and then you're going to bring him back anyway because his name is worth something. It's going to be the same thing with McGregor. Well, I mean,
1: they've done the same thing with Bone Jones. I mean, yes, you know, they'll do it all. The guy men. just refuses.
0: Guys are, refuses to fight clean. I don't expect these. Look, there's got. There's a level of crazy that goes into these fighters. Mike Tyson. We all watched Mike Tyson, and he got. He went to jail for two, three years for raping a girl. Same thing with Floyd Mayweather. He's got fifty billion domestic violence charges against him, and yep. yet we all still buy the fights. Yep. That's. It, you don't expect anything better out of these guys because you got to be nuts to be able to get in that ring and go after somebody like that. That's what they are. So yeah, but all these people went in the ring,
1: doing those things on your personal time. It's impossible to manage these people. It's not Dana White's job, okay? Right. But but his fighter's safety outside of a, of a of a ring of an octagon that is his responsibility. Agreed. Okay. That's what makes this different, is he, yeah. attacked, he attacked the franchise. He attacked people that work together in this.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying, and I can understand why Dana will be – why he is upset, right? Um, but as, as the weekend goes along, cooler heads will prevail, and we will get Habib against McGregor, and it will be the biggest pay-per-view that they've had since the last McGregor pay-per-view, period. I mean, what if McGregor doesn't want to fight him? What if McGregor's afraid to fight him?
1: Then he'll I mean, find a way to get out of the UFC contract. He hadn't he hadn't fought in two years and, and
0: habib has been I, trying to get him in the ring and he's he been ducking him this, ever since. With this display and and all the talk leading up to it, he'll probably go on and do it. And if he loses, he'll probably retire. Yeah. So, I mean it's that that's the way it goes. Um, but I I think he enjoys uh look, it was not too long ago, a few weeks ago, that McGregor was out looking at, at big boats or whatever and immediately started thinking, like, you know, I need to get some more money so I can get one of these yachts. And then all of a sudden he decided to Yeah, but to get his this. talk
1: was another sideshow, which was trying to get Mayweather to come to the Octagon so they can get a $100 million payday together again and do something that's a sideshow act.
0: I agreed. And, and that could still end up happening. But I don't know you think, think Conor will end McGregor up in WWE. If if I'd, I'd give it a, I'd put 75 25. He's not a big guy. You don't have to be you a big be? guy. In WWE, you just have to have a name. Well, I understand that. But like, so for women, like for Ronda Rousey, it's a little bit easier. But McGregor is significantly smaller than most of the guys that are in WWE. But it's also, they'd have to it's create a whole strict- new division. No, they wouldn't. You just script it, man. Little guys fight big guys all the time. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like a weight class in wrestling. Agreed. So. But, like, he's 5'9", 155 pounds. Like, <laughs> you know, the rest of these guys are 200-plus. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see it. Um, of course, there's always the option of, like, going and, and fighting Nate Diaz again. So, I don't know. That It's all ridiculous, but it, it's got people talking about UFC again. So, uh, so cheers to McGregor on that, even if it was, uh, disgusting. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on. Let's talk Mike Miller. We, we spent 20 minutes on Conor McGregor. See, like UFC is is banking on this right now. Anyway, Mike Miller is officially, uh, officially an assistant coach at the University of Memphis. Penny Hardaway uh, announced the hire yesterday. Um, Look, he's got to pass his compliance test, NCAA compliance test and whatnot, and then it will be done. Uh, But, look, let's knock out the negatives first, okay? Negatives are he doesn't have any coaching experience. That's about it. He doesn't really understand the NCAA rules yet. Uh, He's never had to truly teach players, even though he's been involved with with AAU. He hasn't coached AAU. Um, That's about the only negative. So now let's look at the positives. He already knows all the high rollers in Memphis – He's in good with all of them. Uh, he's got two world championship rings. He's got LeBron James on speed dial. He's tied to multiple, multiple high-level recruits through his AAU team, M33M. Um, is there a more dynamic duo that could walk into a recruit's home than Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller in college basketball nowadays? No, not right now. No. I mean, not, I I told you long ago
1: I thought Miller was a a key piece to this. He needed to be a part of this team. Um yeah. And I know that he's got a lot of learning to do, and Penny's got a lot of learning to do coaching-wise, X's and O's-wise. The next guy they get has to be a basketball guy. We've, we're going to talk about that. But, uh, but no, I, I love the Miller hire. I thought this was a massive part of this piece of what it's going to be. Um, not just from a recruiting aspect, but, you know, this guy was one of the best shooters in the game. The game has gone to the three-point shot. If there's anybody you want teaching guys how to set up, pick and roll, get open, get
0: clean shots, fast releases, um, that'd be Mike it's, Miller. It's it's Mike. So <laughs> that's that's what he did on uh, on his championship teams. So, that's right. Uh, aside from that, report is out there. Look, Penny Hardaway wants to hire Larry Brown. Larry <laughs> Brown wants to be hired at the University of Memphis. The story goes. Uh, now, this is Per Gary Parish at CBS Sports. Tom Bowen told Penny initially that Larry Brown could not be hired because of uh, NCAA stuff. The NCAA wouldn't allow it. Turns out that is not the case. Look, Brown had SMU call Memphis and, and clear it with them and say, look, he is good on this end. He had his attorney call the NCAA just to make sure that he was clear to be hired, and the NCAA completely cleared him, and that information got to Memphis. So now what you have is a media uh, fight between Penny Hardaway and the administrators already inside the athletic department. But like we you, know who's going to win this, right? We know you, what's going to happen. If you're Tom Bowen, look, there was, the, if you allowed Tubby Smith to hire the staff that he did that you knew was going to absolutely tank this program, then you may as well go on and let Penny hire Larry Brown. Now right. I've got reservations about it for multiple reasons but one of which is not because of the NCAA violations, okay? That whole crap, look, I am all about Larry Brown being hired here. The number of people that have come out and, and discussed like how you can't allow him to recruit and you can't allow him to be hired because of recruiting issues, they obviously only read headlines, right? If, if you think that the only problem in the NCAA is recruiting, you are dead wrong. The last time that Larry Brown had recruiting issues was when he left Kansas after the 1988 season. None of the stuff at SMU was recruiting violations. Like that's – here. here's the story about what happened at Kansas, right? After Kansas won the 1988 national championship, Larry Brown left Kansas to go coach in the NBA. Kansas was then given a postseason ban because somebody at Kansas, not Brown, but somebody there – During an official recruiting visit by Vincent Askew, gave money to Askew to let him leave his official visit early to go visit his grandmother who had fallen ill in another city. Askew did not even go to Kansas, and he left an official visit early, and they gave him travel money so he could get to his grandmother. I don't think that's that big of a deal, but back then it was. Like nowadays, if you you look at all.
1: Yeah, if you look at all of these um, violations that actually get these coaches in trouble, like they're actually really ridiculous. They're, they're yeah. so small and they're so minute. We give, because we give Cal the same crap. Everybody in the country thinks Cal's the dirtiest guy on the planet because, oh, he
0: got SMU in trouble and then he
1: got Memphis in trouble. Well, look what they actually got in trouble for,
0: okay? Well, the SMU uh, stuff, here, let me explain the SMU stuff. There was a tutor doing classwork for a basketball player, to keep him academically uh, academically eligible. Brown did not set it up or anything. Now, he, he eventually found out about it, and then he lied to the NCAA, which is a huge no-no. Uh, yeah. He was given an incredibly short show cause. It wasn't even a full season. Uh, and he was given a, a short suspension for like 30% of a season. He was never fired from SMU. He left SMU because of contract negotiations, and in the middle of July, like while Peach Jam was going on, that's when he left. He just up and walked out, and he's known for doing that. If he leaves as an assistant coach at Memphis, who cares?
1: You still got but, Penny. You still got Mike Miller. But he's not. But, but he's not going to do something like that because he's actually right. close to these people. Like exactly this, that. We're having a different conversation.
0: You yeah, know? I, I agree. So, and so as far as the SMU stuff goes. There were no recruiting violations. He lied to the NCAA about something that he, he knew some details about, but he didn't know much at the time, and, and he got punished for it. Yeah. And then now he's sitting around bored, and he wants to come coach. That's all he wants to do. If you can bring him in as that, then that's fine. My issue with it might be that he may look to overtake Penny. Like, he may not take orders well because he's never – like, he had not been an assistant coach since, I mean, the freaking 70s. You know? He's not going to take orders at
1: all. He's a top yeah. five coach in basketball history. He's not going to exactly. take orders at all. He's going to come in and he's going to teach Penny, he's going to teach Mike how to coach. Yeah. He's going to teach them what to do in situational basketball because those two guys had the ability to lean on unbelievable athletic talent and skill.
0: Yes. And they didn't have
1: yes. to know every X's and O's situation there was. That's. That's what he's going to do. He's going like to teach it. them how to do basketball. And that's and we I need like it. it. Gotta have it. We talked about that. You gotta have a true basketball X's and O's guy as the next hire. He needs to be it. Now that all of the information has come out like you just you just went through, there's absolutely no way with the media pressure that, that the school's gonna stop that. That's going to happen. Brown is yeah, gonna I be agree. the next coach hire
0: and, and it's gonna be done. Um I it, think it'll it will be done after next Wednesday. I th- I'm looking at next Thursday because National Signing Day is next Wednesday, going to get past the recruiting period, and then right after that, where, that way you don't have to worry about any kind of NCAA script. Like I, 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 ca- I wouldn't even care about any of that stuff. I understand I wouldn't that, care about it. I'd hire him tomorrow. Make you don't need done. Larry Brown right now.
1: That's the thing. Well, what? no, but you don't. I mean, just why wait? Just go ahead and make it done. I don't, I don't care about what, what appearances are we're doing this thing and, and I don't give a damn. So, I I'm, I'm I'm totally outside of the understanding of all these all these administrators hiring head coaches and then not letting them build their staff. But oh, that yeah. head coach has to answer for everything that happens, but he don't get to pick a staff cuz it's the staff that gets these guys in trouble so much of the time. I'm oh, yeah, completely absolutely. against that. Absolutely. So, and if you think the people in Memphis that run Memphis wouldn't wouldn't you know fire brown uh Bowden for this
0: brown for this you're you're crazy oh yeah No, you're right you're 100% right all right let's move on let's talk uh let's talk SEC football really quick uh SEC spring games are going on look Vanderbilt is done with spring practice um South Carolina is done with spring practice their uh their spring game was last Saturday uh did you see this quote by Tom Luganbill, by the way uh he he said that South Carolina's offense Looks like what Oregon's used to, like it's all tempo. And I didn't really see that in the spring game. I don't know what he was talking about, but either way, I'm I'm curious to see what in the world he's talking about now. Uh, anyway, well, Oregon South like Carolina, in the 90s, or Oregon like with Chip Kelly? Did he say like with Chip Kelly?
1: Like with Chip he Kelly? Said did he say that, or he say what Oregon looked like?
0: Okay, no, like it, it, no, he's saying South Carolina looks like what Oregon did under Chip Kelly and Mark elford Okay, I don't know what the, like tempo is one thing like. If you're just taking three quick snaps to to punt the ball, then that's one thing. But, you know, if you're actually moving the football, then all right. I, I'm curious to see Debo Samuel back and, and all this. But either way, uh, look, here's here's the upcoming practice schedule, all right? This weekend we've got uh, Arkansas at 1 p.m. on SEC Network, Ole Miss at 1 p.m. on U Auburn at 3 p.m. on SEC Network. Uh, here's to round out the rest of the schedule. We'll We'll probably talk about some of this next week and the week after, but – uh, Friday, April thirteenth, Kentucky, five thirty p.m. on SEC Network. Saturday, April fourteenth, you got Missouri at noon on the SEC Network. Florida at two p.m. on the SEC Network. First time you can see Dan Mullen's team, and then Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M at four p.m. on the SEC Network. Saturday, April twenty-first, you got Alabama at one p.m. on ESPN. Tennessee at one p.m. on SEC Network. Georgia at three p.m. on the ESPN. Mississippi State at three p.m. on the SEC Network, and your LSU Tigers, Chris, at five p.m. on the SEC Network. First time to see Steve Insminger in action. Um, all right, so back to this weekend. Look, there's a lot going on here. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Auburn, right? Here's the rundown on it. And I, I'm curious. I'll get your take after each one of these teams, okay? For Arkansas, you could actually see some fireworks here. We're not sure what to make of quarterback Cole Kelly right now. Not sure what to make of either one of the lines because they lost a lot, and there wasn't a whole lot coming in. So I'm, I'm certain that Chad Morris – will try and do something explosive here, right? They're going to try and do something to to show the fan base a little bit, to give them a little bit of hope leading into the season. That way the fan base doesn't just completely fall off. You saw that happen at Missouri uh, after Gary Pinkle. Look, that fan base went in the tank. And coming off of two bad years, you, you don't want that, right? So now that uh, now that Brett's gone uh, without Bielema, with a brand-new coach, you still didn't have a whole lot of hope because there's not a lot of talent on the roster. I expect fireworks out of the spring game. What, what, do you agree with this? I don't care about spring football. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking there, there, is, there is
1: nothing that we are going to see in spring game football that is going to tell us anything that will happen in August. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I mean nothing. No. No, I'm with you. And I don't think these coaches think about how this looks to the fans. I don't think they think – they're trying to make their teams better. They are using this as a scrimmage and a practice to run drills and run things like that. And I don't think these coaches give a damn what the fans think.
0: Well, that is – all right, so that is one thing. Auburn – look, Gus Malzahn is notorious for running the most vanilla stuff in the middle of spring, right? I mean, we're talking – Insanely vanilla, nothing to it whatsoever. I would expect ninety percent runs from Malzahn's team on uh, on Saturday during the spring game. So if you want to see a bunch of new running backs get handoffs from backup quarterbacks, then do that. Because look, I, I've, two I've never run receivers
1: that, are out. I don't. I just don't like all the coaches are going to be like this.
0: That's just what it is. They're running yeah. practice. They're running drills. Exactly. That's it. Now, not all of them run drills. Like Some of them get a little creative just to put players in certain situations. It's still going to be vanilla as far as the play calling, but you put players in positions well, to yeah, see what just, they can do that's before practice. That's, fall that's, practice. Yeah, That's practice. But Malzahn doesn't even do that. Like Malzahn, the last two times uh, that they've gone out, it's been insanely mediocre, nobody gives a crap, whatever. And... And lo and behold, so, they won. Yeah. they won the West. Yeah. So you know, it's it's very it, it's all interesting. Ole Miss, you're not going to see AJ Brown. Uh, you will get to see what the offensive and defensive lines look like, and whether or not they've got a running back. At you know, who knows what they're going to do under Matt Luke. This is his first spring uh, in Oxford, first one without Hugh Freeze. So we will uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, let's jump off of SEC football. Look, I want to ask you a question about Villanova. Okay. Okay. Uh, Villanova won the national championship. We have not talked since then. But I do want to get your opinion on this. Look, they beat Michigan 71-59. They won their third national title, uh, second in three years. In the process, I think they may have changed the way that college basketball is played. Now, all basketball has kind of been trending towards three-point shots anyway. Golden State, Houston, like they show that – and Steve Kerr talks about this all the time – the the shots like the three point shots if you are even decent at making them are more efficient especially if you attack the glass right if you're good at offense rebounds it's more efficient than taking mid, uh, mid-range twos even you know sometimes shots right down at the basket look villanova hit 76 threes out of 183 attempts that's 46% um uh, their overall field goals were 165 out of 348. 46% of their made shots, like made field goal percentages across the board, were three-pointers. 53% of their field goal attempts were threes. So more than half of the shots that they took in the entire NCAA tournament were threes. Now, if I'm a college basketball coach, I am spending so much time finding a great shooting coach and I'm working with my kids on how to be more efficient with three-pointers. I'm getting somebody on staff to, uh, to work on boxing out on rebounding. Um, I mean, it, I, I don't know that I like it, but that's the way that it's gone. So, one, I want your opinion on this. Are, are you a fan of moving the three-point line back in order to open up those lanes again, or are you cool with them just, just chucking up shots?
1: No, I think they should make it the NBA three. I don't know why it's any different. In baseball, they play in the same size, you know, fields and dimensions are all the same. In football, the fields and the dimensions are all the same. I don't understand why basketball—it's different. I just don't. Well, look,
0: I'll—I'll give you the lines, right? In college basketball, it's twenty point seven five feet for the three-point line. International is twenty-two and one and one or one and three fourth inches. NBA, for reference, is twenty-three point seven five feet. And so, uh. I'm in favor. I think it opens up the driving lanes more. I think you can get a more efficient shot driving to the basket. But I mean, look—if you got guys like Villanova's got, what's the purpose in doing any of that if you know that you can you can drive and get them open behind the arc? Like, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. I, it all depends on who you got on your team, obviously. But... Well, and and we've seen this for the
1: last couple of years that that the team that hits the most threes throughout all
0: this ends up winning i mean well, that's just- not always so like north carolina last year uh and gonzaga as well like they they both had really good shooters but they were not the the best at, at three point percentage right and and they didn't take a lot of them they they were efficient with them whatever they got them but they they didn't focus their offense on it like i don't know that i've seen anybody other than vcu back when shaka smart took them to the final four I don't know that I've ever seen a team have more than half of their shots be from three. Like Normally you do that when you get stuck behind a zone and, and you don't have a way to get it inside. Yeah, you can't get through. And I don't I don't know that teams are
1: going to continue to go through that. I mean, you know, if you I mean, can't no make tone. them. Here's, here's what I used to always say all the time, though. When picking brackets, I like picking teams that shoot the three ball a lot, but I never like picking them to win it. Because yeah. all it takes is one cold night and
0: you're dead. And you don't just and, lose and you, get that. you get destroyed. Oh yeah. Villanova had that where they went four for twenty four from three against Texas Tech, and they still won by twelve.
1: Yeah, but you know? Texas so, Tech just died. Texas Tech scored yeah. what, fifty eight points that game? I like, mean yeah, they couldn't even so. crack yeah, they couldn't crack sixty. That is just that was just putrid on Texas Tech's part. Yeah. I agree. Villanova plays any other team left in the tournament that night, and they
0: lose. I, I think you might be right. So, But they got lucky. The they they, yeah. night came against a team that couldn't score. That's right. So, All right, so let's, uh, let's pivot off of that. Let's move into the final segment today, uh, Masters coverage. Everybody talks about Tiger Woods. Did you watch any of it yesterday? I watched all of it yesterday. I watched a ton. That's I, I had it on at my desk yesterday. I watched it uh, as I could. I saw Tiger hit it in the trees. Well, ESPN uh, does a great shot. thing where they replayed it all last night. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. It's, I, so if you go to masters dot com, it's on. I mean, it's on right now. I've actually I got it all uh, in my yeah. office right now. Um, uh, look, everybody wants to know about Tiger Woods. Tiger is plus one. He's tied for 28. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, he birdied two of the final uh, three holes, I think, or far, uh, four holes. Uh, either way, he was at plus three at one point. Didn't look super sharp. His putting was a little bit off. But he, he found ways to uh, to get himself out of trouble. Uh, he's seven shots off the lead. Now listen to this stat. I, I heard this this morning, and I could not believe it. Jordan Speeth is the leader at, at six under right now. Speeth has played 17 rounds at the Masters. Like This is his fifth one. He has led nine of those rounds. Tiger Woods has played 75 rounds at the Masters. He has led nine of them. Is that not insane to you?
1: There are only three other players that have led more rounds than Spieth. Who were those? I never heard those. Uh, You've heard of all of them. It is the three greatest players of all time. It is Arnold Paul okay, it's Arnold, it is Gary, and, Jack, player, and-, and it yeah. is Jack. Those okay. are the only three players that have led more than Speed. That's pretty impressive. Bonkers. So Speed that is, now his that is impressive. Time. Oh, yeah. and that's went- their entire careers, not yeah. Speed's first couple of years. No, I, I, I love Jordan. You, you know you know that he's one of my guys. Uh, you know, I, I, he's an Under Armour guy. Him and Tom are buddies. He's always can do no wrong in my world. Um, he he started off unbelievable, looked like nobody was ever going to beat him. He was going to take Roy's place as the greatest golfer in the world um, to kind of challenge Tiger. And then he kind of got inside his head and fell
0: apart for a, uh, about a year and a half, two years. Yeah, it's uh, people people kind of dropped off of his story a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and we don't we hadn't been paying attention to him. And then here he comes into Augusta again, and he's he's fired up and he's ready to go. He's unbelievable. Just so I'm, unbelievable. I'm curious what he's going to do today because if, if anybody wants to make a move on him, today yeah. will have to be the day because it's supposed to rain all day Saturday and it's supposed to be a little wet on Sunday. So who knows how these greens are going to play? Who knows how the winds are going to be? Uh, it's going to get significantly colder. It's, it's uh, going to start dropping today, as a matter of fact, here in Memphis. And what the high tomorrow is like 46. Like You're still going to have people out playing, even in Memphis. Um, but, yeah, the storms that are moving through today are going to be nasty and whatnot, and they'll move into Augusta tomorrow. Uh, look, Tiger obviously moves the needle for everything, but uh, I don't know that we necessarily bet on him. Uh, did you have any bets this weekend? Yeah, I,
1: uh, I took the three guys that I love, my three favorite golfers to watch. Okay. Um, I took Jordan. Uh didn't get great odds. He's one of the favorites to win. He's up there. Yeah, he, with Rory he was the favorite. Dustin the Johnson, yeah. Yeah, he was
0: um, like plus
1: eight hundred. He wa- he wasn't last week. He wasn't last week. He was probably no. plus eleven 1, hundred or plus ten, you know, one thousand, something like that. Um but he was one of the favorites. Uh okay. I
0: took Bubba just because I love Bubba
1: and uh love. You know, Bubba I heard a story about him.
0: That, did you hear this same story that I heard yesterday? I think it was Chris Vernon that was telling me about this. Uh he said that like, last year, you know, Bubba Watson was, was awful, right? He, he dropped yeah. to, like, 50th in the world. He signed a, a promo contract, an endorsement contract. With, For a golf ball. Yeah, a golf ball. I, I did yeah. not hear about this. And, and he dropped off because of that golf ball. He used to be the guy that could hit the ball and make it, you know, it would curve one way or it curve right. the other. And he could do whatever he, he could wanted to do sl- with his ball. Yeah, he,
1: could, he could draw or fade his ball better than anybody in the game.
0: And, and then, of course, he got a new golf ball, and he couldn't do yeah. it anymore. And he's and super he switches long back off
1: the green. Yeah, yeah. He's and now he's
0: good again. Now so, he's great. Yeah, it's just, he's won just the, yeah, he's
1: won two tournaments. He won a match play, which is a totally different setup. But he's yeah. playing great. And this is his course. This course sets up well for left-handers. Um, oh, so yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm taking him. And then and then my other favorite golfer to watch, who has just been so stinking close over and over and over again, eventually the shoe's going to drop Ricky Fowler. I. There is nobody I like watching more than Ricky, and he is he is going to win a major eventually.
0: So that, okay, I'm with you. That that here were my study. three. I'll go on and tell you my three. Rory McElroy, I got him at ten to one. Uh, he is three under right now. He's tied for fourth. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, uh, uh, Dustin Johnson is one over. He's tied with uh, Tiger for twenty eighth. Uh, but I got him at eleven to one. And I got Justin Thomas at eleven to one, and he is 2-0. So you took all favorites. So, you took everybody in the I, top. I, so yeah, I took uh, I took three of the top six favorites, Damn. right? All Thinking right. okay, one of these is going to end up doing this. Um, and I, I'll tell you one of the reasons why. All right, so I, I took Dustin Johnson, the guy that does the CBS, uh, what is it, sports line thing? Yes. He picked three of the four Masters last year ahead of time because of his his. Analytics database or whatever, he got three of the four ma- or uh, uh, majors last year. Well, this time he had Dustin Johnson winning, and then his second favorite to win was Rory. So I said, "I right, it's going to be one of those two because this guy was on a roll last year." I really like Rory. I, I picked
1: Rory yeah. in a pool over Spieth, um that I- that I'm in uh, just just because I didn't want all my eggs in the same basket. But, yeah. um So let's. I-, I do sense. like Rory. Let's. I, uh, I just. Let, let, <laughs> I'm, you I'm gotta. You. you gotta pick some long shots. You gotta pick some guys that are, you know, twenty
0: to one, twenty five. Yeah, to but 1. who? See, I didn't know who in the world would actually come out because I knew the weather was going to change, and I don't watch enough golf to know who is actually oh. going to like deal with the elements that well. Right. You Got to watch more golf then. Yeah, obviously so. Obviously so. <laughs> I need to. I remember when I was growing up, my dad would sit on Sundays over the summer, and he'd go out. Like we'd go to church, we'd go mow the yard and whatnot, and then he'd come in and he would spend all afternoon on Sundays watching golf. And he, That's right. Every Sunday, and then on Saturdays, even when he was getting stuff done around the house, golf was always on. Like because it was. Well, that after, sounds like a great day. Oh like yeah, did he, he didn't watch. Uh, he didn't watch NBA. And after, you know, we didn't watch a whole lot of baseball until, like, you know, nighttime during the week or whatever. Uh, So, you know, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I I don't watch enough golf. I probably should. Uh, I'm getting older, so it it feels like something I should slide right into. Uh, But I do find it a lot more enjoyable now than I did when I was a kid. So I enjoyed playing golf more as a kid. uh, Because you remember, did you have anything to do with the Olive Branch Country Club? Do you remember that? Yeah. Not really. Okay, that's. I, I was a junior PGA member there for like four years, uh, and I should have done more with it. And I don't play nearly as much now as I, I used to uh, back, you know, at, right out of college and, and all that. But I, I got to get back into it. it it's going to be tough. I, hey, by the way, I hadn't told you about this, but I talked uh, I can talk about it on here. Yeah, we're we're just with our closest friends right now. Uh, so my wife goes to the doctor yesterday. This is this all plays in because it's going to be a little more difficult for me to play now uh, for a little while anyway. Because my wife is two centimeters dilated now. Like the baby's not due for a month, and her doctor said, "Uh, you know, you're probably going to have this thing here in like uh, less than two weeks." I said. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, we're supposed to have until May. What are you doing? So she's like, yeah, it's this sometimes this just happens. I was like, sometimes it go. just happens. So so yeah, so more than likely, this thing's gonna be here sooner than later, uh, and I'm sure that we will have a live update from the hospital or whatever. But but we'll figure that out. Let's let's keep talking about the Masters, though. Uh, look, Tony Final, right? Is that how you say his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. The Tony guy Fido? Snapped his ankle? Yes, he hit a hole-in-one in the par-three challenge on Wednesday. He gets excited, starts jumping up and down. Did, did you see the video? Yeah. He dislocated his freaking ankle, falls over, and pops it back into mm. place. Who
1: says golfers himself. are wimps?
0: Oh, my. Oh. And, and, so he, he gets up and walks, and he's limping up to the green. And then you don't see anything from him again, right? And then he comes out yesterday and shoots a 68. He's four under. He's tied for freaking second. Yep. What in the world is going on here? Like I, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Tiger Woods has got, like, a pain in his back or, or whatever. This dude is playing on a bum leg. Nah, he had, he
1: had an MRI done uh, the, night, the, day, the day it happened. And uh, the next morning, yesterday morning, he got up. First thing he did was go to the doctors. They said, "You're fine. If you can tolerate the pain, you're fine." And that is uh,
0: insane to me. If I did that crap, my ankle would be the size of a bowling ball.
1: Oh no, I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> hanging it up. Hanging it up. Here's what's uh. here's what's crazy. Okay, this is where this is where you you start measuring men on like testosterone count and toughness. All right. Was it last year that Dustin Johnson missed the Masters because he was like running in sock feet in the house that he was staying in and like twisted his ankle? I
0: think there was so. a, Oh, I think it was. Or it was, was, was even no, last was year or the year ago. before.
1: Yeah, it was two Dustin years. Dustin Johnson missed the Masters because he was running in sock feet and and he slipped on the hardwood and twisted, and twisted his, and his ankle. ankle. Yep. And this guy, this guy didn't twist his ankle. This guy like popped his ankle out of socket and then just snapped it right back in, and goes out there and drops four under on the made on the Masters, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like as nothing, man. Oh, it, it it blew me away, blew me away. All right, the, the other story out of yesterday was, uh, did you see Sergio Garcia knock five in the drink on fifteen? Yep. Yeah, that was Old Sergio. So if you have not seen 10 Cup. <laughs> You've got to go watch it because this was one of my favorite sports movies of all time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it it's amazing but look, he shot a 13 on that hole. He is only at +9. Now it is it is tied for second to last. Yeah, he he'll miss the cup. Oh yeah, he'll I mean, he'll, he'll miss, miss the cup. Uh had he shot par on that hole though, he'd be at +1. He came back, yeah. he birdied the next hole. Like at, at that, if I shot a 13, there's no chance I'm coming back to birdie. Oh, no. no
1: I, I, see, I disagree because you literally have no pressure now. You've already made your decision. You know you're going home after Friday. And so, well, you're not because ah, okay. you've got to give the jacket away. So so the, the next hole <laughs> forget, was
0: easy. He won last year. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's a, he's a reigning champ. So he's got to hand the jacket out. So he gets to just hang out for the weekend and be like a, a participant in the in the Masters. That's okay. So he's just hanging out,
0: playing all through Sunday, and that's right. And well, it, I don't think
1: he'll yeah. get to play. I don't think he'll get to play.
0: Uh, no, he'll miss the cut. He'll no, miss he'll
1: the cut. He's gonna miss the cut. And if speed keeps, yeah, keeps
0: going low, so, yeah. If speed keeps going low, brother, that cut's gonna be tough. A lot of oh, people gonna yeah. miss the cut. Oh, especially uh, especially after. Uh, see, Tiger's in danger of missing the cut.
1: No, I think Tiger will be okay. I don't think well, no, I mean, if if speed keeps going down and and Tiger. Shoots oh no! Another yeah. one if he, over? if he shots five, yeah, you're right. If he shoots five under today, it's over. It's over. Yeah, I mean, it's it's done at that point. Yeah, so it's but I, that's not that's. I'll tell you this, that I love speed. I think he's he is my favorite golfer to watch. No, what he's not coming
0: out ten under after the first two days. That ain't no, they I, Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But the golf gods will not allow it.
1: It's
0: supposed to be perfect weather today, and, and look, he does it off he off early too, so. Yeah, uh, he before tees the- off at 9.53, Nine- so, so right now, as yeah. we speak, he's, uh, he's, he's about to is tee off. Is it central, Tom, or did he already tee off? Central, central. Okay. He's, he's about to tee off. Um, so it was, it's supposed to be 9.53. I think they moved it back just a touch. And I think they had a little bit yep. of a delay. They always have delays. That's how this thing works. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Rory, uh, he's already teed off. He was uh, in the group right before jo- uh, Jordan Spieth, and then Dustin Johnson is right after that. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah, like they'll all be out there enjoying their uh, their and cheese and uh, and egg salad and drinking beer in the sun and and all that good stuff. And it only costs what, like two thousand dollars a ticket to get in, like yeah. per day. Yeah. So just a, just a and, smidge under a couple of grand. And and you can't even uh, you can't even just go and buy it. You gotta know people, right? You you gotta you gotta know somebody. It's, it's, so it's I, listen to,
1: I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, and he's been uh, reporting from the Masters every evening doing a podcast. He's there with Bill his Sims. dad. Bill Simmons oh, is there okay. with his okay. dad. And uh, um, Joe House and, and Jeff Shackelford do Shack House. They do a golf podcast. That's a great podcast list. You should listen to that if you want to keep up with golf more without yeah. having to waste a lot of time and watching it. Um, but uh, one thing that they talk about is when you enter the Masters, they take your phone. So nobody's allowed oh, yeah. a camera or a phone. He said they were there for ten hours yesterday, and for he said that is the longest he's been without his phone since he ever got a cell phone. <laughs> so, and they're big. Yeah, they're they're big got, they've got payphones on uh, on site. So, pay phones. That, that way, if you if you need to call somebody, you know. But how do you know that you need to call somebody? How do you know that
0: there's there's an emergency for you to need to call? Well, you probably don't, but you can check in. Like if your wife's pregnant or something. Like mine? Oh, it, yeah. And then you, you, you call get, in and say... You, you don't say, get to go. Yeah, you're like, Your hey, is everything pregnant, You don't get to go. Hey, look, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Uh, if if the due date was in May like mine, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to one day of the Masters, I think my wife would be cool with it. Oh, I mean, one it got, day, yeah. You can't go for she, week. She was, she's going to let me go to the Foo Fighters on the due date. I mean...
1: Well, he ain't know. making to the due date, so you think yeah, that. No, you no, think exactly that. Right. I'm going to get that ticket. You
0: think that? The take going. Yeah, up you're to probably right. You're probably right. So you get to go hang out with Dan, our buddy. That's right. So uh, the uh, the head rifle coach at the University of Memphis. And so, and their season's done. By the way, they uh, they had a couple He had a couple of guys make uh, make the NCAA tournament or make the NCAA uh, finals. Or whatever. That's good. And so and didn't didn't win, but he's got some good returning talent for next year. But anyway, uh, any other stories from the Masters that you feel like we need to hit on? Uh, not right now. I mean, it was day one.
1: Um, you know, all the practice rounds were cool, and then uh, ESPN has done an unbelievable job of their couple of days of coverage. Um, yeah, you know, I I watched live a lot of the par three stuff, and they catch this stuff live. Um, it's one thing to oh, catch it, and then to that's replay one thing
0: it to talk about. Uh,
1: they they catch this stuff son, live. Uh, grandson, so, uh, uh, grandson, yeah, 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 yeah The whole one, the, like they the caught, one. they called that live. So let me ask you this. <laughs> all right, you're you're. Gary Player's grandson. Okay, right. you're caddying for him, and Jacks just hit the hole in one. You're the last guy to hit. You don't even hit, right? Like you're, do- I'm done. I gotta no, follow I him. man. I'm not, I'm I'm not, not taking that, that shot. Are you crazy? There is no, no chance. No, no. We are we are all running to the green, and we're done. We're done. There's no way on earth. That's my <laughs> one chance to hit, hit the Masters, and I'm not taking it. I'm
0: passing that up. Yeah. No, I'm with you. No hell, no. I'm I'm not following that. So at that point, it's all for fun anyway. This ain't gonna be fun for me. That ain't
1: gonna be fun for me. And sure enough, (laughs) that camera was right on him, and he hits like a fine shot. Like there was nothing wrong with the shot. It didn't matter. It does not matter. No, yeah, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. No way. No way. Don't even worry about. That's right. I love it. No chance. (laughs) Same. All right, man. All right, that that'll do it for uh, for today's show. We'll be back at some point next week. We'll have to figure out a schedule and whatnot. My wife's got family in town, and and obviously uh, I am an expectant father, so I have no idea what's going to happen. We'll figure it out. We'll We'll figure figure. it out as we go. Uh, So, yeah, as you know, go to uh, iTunes, download the podcast, subscribe to it, leave us a review, share out Facebook, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Everything. Go check out the website, winningcureseverything.com. And we will see you guys next week. Enjoy the matches this weekend. Enjoy UFC 223. Chris, I'll talk to you then. See you, bud. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE.
1: You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C H R I S B G I A N N I N I.
0: You can also email the show that's Everything at gmail.com and we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899 and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show.